Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Radio, radio, radio. from a distant star in the Pegasus galaxy. Coming live and direct into your neural implants, I am your host, Bobby Blades, and this is The Inhuman Experience. Bobby Anthem is on assignment in the Alpha Centauri sector of the galaxy today. Um, so I will have a guy riding shotgun with me whom you probably already know. He spent a couple of episodes talking to us. I'm going to let him introduce himself now. Hey, it's uh, Nathan Monroe, and uh, happy to be back on the show and helping the boys out. Yeah, man, it's great to have you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice. It actually, uh, I have nothing to do for a couple of days. So when you ask, I was like, well, come on, give me something to do with you. Yeah, that works out just fine then. <laughs> I mean, as long as you've got nothing to do, hell. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we'll be traveling, traveling off again in a couple of days, and... Uh, should be back for the second or third of January, and yeah. Oh wow, where are you headed? Uh, we're we're going just we're going down uh, out towards Kingston, uh, about like four or five hours from us, not too too far. And uh, we were supposed to leave for Sault Ste. Marie tomorrow, which is like a seven-hour drive, and then come back for the. Oh, sorry, we would have left on the 29th and come back on the 30th. Um, yeah, we were supposed to be all over, but things have just been cancelled left and right. So literally when you asked, it was like, yeah, I got the time. Oh, no nice. Plan. Good timing. Good timing, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love the new intro. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, trying to figure out, because uh, I can't do the same thing that Bobby does. So I just figured, well... I'll try to create something myself and, you know, see how it goes. 
I like that we're traveling in space. Yeah. So I'm okay. We and, are uh, we are space cowboys. You know what? Maybe maybe that's what we should do this whole time is uh, call it the space cowboys and uh, Bobby Anthony. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, the, the space cowboy experience. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um Andrew. Some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster love. Some people call me the mines. Wow, I am totally butchering this song, man. Oh, wow. Dude, all good. All good. (laughs) Uh, So, what are we talking about today? Uh, We are talking about, uh, well, a holiday favorite that kind of came into being probably 10 years ago like well i guess became ultra popular less than 10 years ago uh mr krampus all right on my right um it's a good topic good yeah topic. you know i i could have gone with santa claus but i mean everybody talks about santa claus I mean, but are we not technically talking about santa claus well yeah, kind of, but we're talking about the other half of Santa Claus. The good half. Yeah, the awesome half. <laughs> the shadow of Saint Nick, as is called. All right, so um, do you want to, can we go over like a little history on them or? Yeah, let's do that. That's a good way to get started. All right, you're up. All right, so um, the story of Krampus is found to originate in Germanic folklore as early as around the 1600s and said to be the son of hell in Norse mythology. He's believed to be a bestial creature who accompanies Saint Nicholas on his journey. Krampus is a towering seven foot tall hairy creature depicted as having bulging eyes, a whip-like tongue, pointed ears, and horns atop his head. He carries a pitchfork, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> More traditionally, a bundle of birch switches to menace children as he travels through town on a pair of mismatched feet, one cloven hoof and the other a bear-like claw. Huh. I did hmm. not know that. I, I just thought he had cloven hooves. I didn't know he had mismatched feet. That's pretty cool, though. Like, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Would you want to meet him in a dark alley or a well-lit one for that matter? I I don't want to meet him here. No. It could be on the best of days. Hey, you want to meet Krampus? (laughs) Come on, we're celebrating Krampusnacht. (laughs) Krampus is a good man. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) In Uh, Soviet Russia, Krampus beat you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, he does that everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um... So one of the things I found it was uh, it was pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Um, so like before pre-Christianic influence in the area. Now would that and, be would uh, would the Alpine be the Norse mythology as well, or would that be something completely different? So ancient customs survived in a rural. I'm reading right from Wikipedia here, guys. Um, parts of Austria, Switzerland, Bavaria, or Bavaria? Bavaria? Yeah. Yeah, Bavaria. Sorry. Oh, Slovenia. okay. I know what you're talking about now. All right. Western and Northern Croatia. 
northeastern Italy in forms of dance, arts, procession, rituals, and games. The higher regional diversity resulted from the mutual isolation of Alpine communities. In the Alps, the relationship between the Roman Catholic Church and paganism has been an ambivalent one. While some customs survived only in remote valleys and accessible to the church influence, other customs were actively assimilated over the centuries in in the light in light of the dwindling rural population of the alps many customs have evolved into more modern interpretations so when did when did uh christianity hit austria and switzerland and all of that because i think that's pre-1600 oh yeah i believe it probably uh when did the I want to say like the Roman Catholic Church, when did it like gain that power that it has had for like the past thousand years or more, you know? Um, and I would say that's when they started extending their reach to um, to kind of convert all of these people. Yeah, so right here I, I typed in like, when did the church get to Switzerland? The, since the 16th century, Switzerland, has traditionally been divided into Roman Catholic and Reformed Confession. So there's that. Like, so Krampus has been like, like this is this is when people just started documenting it was in the 1600s. Okay. So this is obviously something that um, I'm sorry to like jump on that, but it's like as sitting there being like, you know, this is pre-Christian traditions. It's it's kind of big. Like how old, how far back does it go? And, yeah. That, well, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to um, kind of get a get a timeline on when this began. So the the part that I read was um, that um, th that he's the god of witches. The god of uh, witches. Hmm. Yeah, the the horned god of the witch witches. Oh, okay. The horned god. So you're talking like just basic paganism stuff. He was a god. He's a god. And uh, I guess during the Christianization of it, he, he kind of got roped in. And as you said, like the devil, like you made a comment about the devil. Yeah. And because so uh, the, the devil is most commonly depicted as having like the legs of a goat or um, looking like a satyr, but also having the body and the head of a man, like the upper body and the head of a man, but also with horns and sometimes with the face of a goat as. Um, seen as Baphomet or something, you know? Uh, like, and, and that kind of, like, I don't know, this is kind of a side rail, but, like, that that's kind of what happened with Christian, Christian, Christianity coming in and looking at these things. They kind of, like, grab onto things and being like, yeah, look, like, this guy, look at this guy, this is the devil, this is the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Every Everything got kind of inverted. Um, yeah. Kind of, and, and that's part I was reading where it was, like, uh, uh, where other customs were actively assimilated over the centuries. So that, like, if you know anything about Christianity, uh, the devil is Lucifer. He's an angel that said no and, like, turned his back on God. Yeah, and there's um, lots of interpretations on that, too. I mean, uh, with all the denominations of the churches, they have their own stories about Lucifer and uh, of um, of the devil and Lucifer being like two different two different beings or two different things. Like Lucifer is still an angel, but he's like an angel that was cast out and 
he not necessarily evil but um he's like the punisher of the wicked i guess that's one interpretation of it fair enough but um, yeah we have gone way off the <laughs> off the yeah, off the rails here <laughs> apologize about that <laughs> I, I was just saying like these are things that we got to take into account when we look at them um, yeah so like that, that was just my, my that's my thing it's like well, uh, the saint nicholas thing um, as much as he's involved in Christmas, like, well, well you know, like, how about we talk about that actually? Like, what he does during Christmas. Um, like, are we going to go by the traditions that we grew up on, or um, older than that? Well, let's go. Let's go with like the the like modern view of it at first, I guess, and then we can go to like the older, like the origins of it, like how it uh, how it became, uh, or what. <sighs> What, what it came from like um, I mean like I'm assuming you grew up like I did with the, the thoughts of a jolly old Batman slamming his body down the chimney and <laughs> yep. leaving you presents and for if you're a good kid and coal if you're a bad kid but I never heard of a kid getting coal just so you know like yeah, you know little Johnny here. never came out of his yard and, and you're like oh, I got coal no 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 <laughs> that. I, everyone got a coal um like, um, and I, I think that's that's an interesting part about the whole like the the, the, the this Krampus thing is that um, it's been modern times. It seems to have been wrapped up into a singular singular thing. Right? Yeah, like and, Santa uh, Claus. Um, basically, you weren't punished, but you just didn't get any gifts from Santa if you were naughty. But he also carried around a giant sack. Oh yeah, right. he did. Right, Big. like, and uh, like flying reindeer and stuff like that, uh, like cloven hooves and stuff on the rooftop. Oh yes, yes, that's right. I didn't even think of that. Okay, I know what you're getting so, at now. So it's like, how much, uh, how much kind of got put into one thing, right? They're like, is Santa really just crapping? Yeah, are they like two sides of the same coin there? Yeah. Um, oh, that brings me to another point. What I was when I was doing some research on this, I had actually pulled up a page on the Wikipedia or one of the other ones where it showed probably a 16th century engraving of Saint Nicholas, and he was riding on a goat. Oh yeah, can you send me a link of that? Okay, yeah, sure. If I type in Santa on a goat, what I'm getting is uh, you'll probably get porn or something, right? No, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's pretty awesome. I mean, <laughs> goat like, Santa. That's exactly what came up. It, it was a goat wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, just right. Uh, I sent you the link. Just scroll down that page a little bit and you will see um, Santa Claus. He actually looks like um, a pagan god. He's holding a bowl and he's riding on top of a goat. It's, it's really cool. That's really interesting, right? Like, yeah, so he kind of reminds me of the pagan god uh, Cernunos or Cernunos. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. I've looked into paganism a long time ago, but I just can't remember the pronunciation of things. All right, so Santa is actually Krampus. What? Is that where we were going? Is that where we were going with this? Yeah, we were kind of going like that. They're they're probably one in the same or. 
Damn, no, we were talking about how they were condensed into being like the same one in, in American culture or North American culture. Yes, there we go. Um, and really, if you think about it, like, are they? Like, it seems like it could be because I'd love to look back at the old, old stories, like before the 1800s. Um, and see what the depictions of Santa Claus were, like uh, how they described it. Did he have reindeer, you know, this and that? Or did he actually ride on a goat, you know, and deliver candies and stuff to the good children? Yeah, I'm really curious. Oh, I had that page open. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, see this one this one picture here, like it literally he literally looks like the general well, like Santa's wearing a pole hat. And and Krampus looks like the devil. Oh yes, I see that. Okay, yeah, that was the greeting cards that they used to have in, in like the eighteen hundreds, I believe. Yeah, and then there's the whole like illustration of Knet Rupkirk in um he looks like just a a guy wearing a really fuzzy coat with a bag of coal and a beating <laughs> two children strapped to his back. Like. What do you think about this one? Uh, Gross von Krampus. And it's uh, this picture of uh, the Krampus and he's like, he's looking like a black hairy devil and he's stuffing a child into a wicker, wicker basket. Yeah, I think that's pretty epic. <laughs> Shit, that would be a good oh, like heavy metal album cover right there. Folktale depicting the father of Christmas riding on a goat. On Krampus night or Krampenstand, the eve of December 5th, German children took care not to attract the attention of the intimidating beast in hope that St. Nick would bring presents on December 6th. So right there, that's even saying like things have changed because like December 5th to 6th, like we do that on the 24th or 25th. Yeah, and that ties in with, uh, again, to go off on the paganism thing, that ties in with the Feast of Saturnalia, which was, okay, from the, not the equinox, but the solstice all the way to December 25th, I believe. Um, And that was like the the Roman feast. So that was, um, I think, the, when Roman, when the Romans changed over to christianity and the church was built and everything they had to consolidate everyone under their rule and so they're like you know hey we've got um you know you you have your religion we're going to observe your religion but we're also going to call it something else and we're just going to absorb you yeah yeah i was gonna i was gonna touch when you were talking about that i was like yeah that's perfect because one of the things they did, they literally, uh, to, they would change or build tradition around another culture's tradition. Yeah. And to make it more palatable to the masses. So you're not really praying to this, but it, you know, our God is your God. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's every God all, all in one at the same time. Except, oh man, see, we're going to like... This is a hard one. <laughs> this could go into like another episode on religion of like the it past totally, and the present. I was going to say it totally is about to because <laughs> um, 
if you really look at it, it it's um Krampus now comes on Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Eve is apparently the birth of Christ, um, except during this time, like, springs are born, uh, springs are born, lambs are born <laughs> in right? Springs are born in the lamb. Springs are uh, born in lamb. And that totally be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Um, <laughs> or, like, my rant, take all, my, all the, like, Christian rant and add it to one episode. Yeah, so right. Springs are born in them. Um, so it's really hard not to, to go down that road, though, because it's like, perfect example, like that greeting card of St. Nicholas and Krampus in Austria. It's literally Pope Santa and um, Krampus Lucifer. I know. And so, they're supposed to be enemies, right? But, it, but like, the actual folk, folklore is, like, they work together. They work together. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, one... they, they're a pair. They're one, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. In all of this reading that I've done, it doesn't seem that Krampus is actually evil. It seems more like he is the... He's the guy who who gets to be like the bad guy that everybody fears while St. Nicholas is the one that everybody loves. But in actuality, it's um, only because he punishes the bad children. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's always been there. We've always been taught, taught during this time, like Santa's going to punish those be careful santa's watching you yeah he he's got a list he knows when you've been naughty or nice but like so does that mean krampus has a list too or does uh saint nicholas give the naughty list over to krampus and let krampus have free reign over the naughty list yeah so do they share yeah they share the list are they sitting beside each other on the at the same desk being like oh little jimmy he stole from his sister and Carmen's be like mine <laughs> yep <laughs> or what if it's just the same person with a you know Santa Claus has a split personality and that was uh, something I was gonna go out going on oh like, nice does he just like oh little Jimmy get in the sack yeah uh, is that what the bag is for? <laughs> it could be that's a gigantic bag and I mean Matt magic bag yeah so it could be like doctor who where it's bigger on the inside you know that's what she said um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> i was setting you up for that one there yeah i was like don't do it man that's why there was that pause it's like um. <laughs> anyway um yeah it totally it, it, it that could totally be it though like oh my god what if all the bad children that uh, Krampus takes are actually like what if what if they have like a joint effort for like child labor? Yeah, like, and w- when he takes them to the underworld, it's not actually the elves that are doing the work; it's the children. Yeah. Wow. The, all the bad kids get sent to the underworld to work for an entire year. I mean, like, we better get our tinfoil hats. <laughs> we're, we're venturing into heavy conspiracy territory here we're going down that rabbit hole man but you know what I just thought of like isn't the North Pole Antarctica isn't that like um, at the low point so 
like compared to where we are, that would be the underworld because that's at like the bottom of the globe. The Earth's flat, man. <laughs> oh no, not you too. No, is the <laughs> North Pole? Um, I think, like from what I remember, I uh, I remember like Antarctica or the North Pole being at the bottom of the globe or near the bottom. And yeah. so I'm thinking like where the rest of the world is, we are kind of along its edges and like underneath us would be Antarctica or the North Pole or something. So that could be, I'm just throwing out wild well, accusations here. Antarctica is 9,000 feet above sea level. It's the highest, uh, it's the world's tallest continent. And the North Pole on the other hand is a foot above sea level. Okay, so the North Pole then not Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. Santa, Santa, Saint Nick, Santa Claus. I've got to learn yeah. my geography. That's what I've got to do. The North Pole is on the bottom of the globe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh never man! Following your directions. No, don't. I I'm very bad at directions. Do not take them from me. Hey, Bobby, how do I get to the nearest coffee shop? Well, you want to go north, uh, so you south. Yeah, you, you want to you want to go south uh, until you hit until you reach a tree that looks like um, looks like a skeleton, and it, it's got some candies under it. And if you pick up the candies, you'll want to turn left at the rock that looks like a face. And then and then oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about that. no, no, I'm just uh, I'm going off on a tangent here. <laughs> um, but yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, it, it, you know, this this whole thing is like it's there's festivals for for the pair of them, right? Like the Saint Nicholas Festival um, were described incorporating cultural elements widely distributed in Europe in the same some cases going back to pre-Christian times. Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century. So right there, 11th century. That, that Saint Nicholas, so Saint Nicholas was around in the 11th century. Yeah, and probably well before then too. Uh, well, it became popular in Germany in the 11th century. So, how long has Krampus been there? The feast dedicated to this patron of children is o only one winter occasion in which children are the object of special attention. Uh, other. Um, the others being the Martin Mass and Feast of the Holy Innocents and New Year's Day. Mass devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in Germany since at least 16th century. Well, animal masked devils combining dreadful comic, I cannot pronounce that word. <laughs> Um, it, this is not a photography incident, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, dreadful comic antics appeared in medieval church plays. A large lit literature, much of it by European folklorists, bear on these subjects. Austrians in the community where we studied are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional winter ceremonies. They believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural 
who was assimilated to the Christian devil. Aha! Aha! So, right there. Right. It's right there. Like, Satan is Krampus. Yeah. Satan's workshop. Satan's Our workshop. Team. And wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh, I just put two and two together. Satan, Santa, you know, haha, <laughs> one and the same. Um. <laughs> um. Oh man, uh, you know, dyslexia is a serious, serious issue. Though I want to point that out. I'm not trying to make light of anyone that has it. I totally understand. I struggled reading one long time in my life, and uh, you know what? Keep at it. You'll yeah. figure it out. See, um, I, I, I have uh, what's called dyscalculia. So it's, um, it's dyslexia, but with numbers instead of words. Dude, we all have that. <laughs> In my bank account, I swear I have more money than it's best. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When I'm looking at the prices of some things, I read them backwards. And so I'm like, oh, this one's only uh, $9.99 when it's actually like uh, $199 or something like that. So... You were like, it's only nine ninety nine, and I read that backwards, so it'd still be nine ninety nine. No, no, I, I I said that wrong. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know uh, what I'm talking about now. <laughs> all right, you know what? What I'm learning here is we need Bobby. We need the other Bobby. We we need Mr. Uh, Anthem. Mr. Anthem, come and save us. No, you know what? I, I feel I feel we've covered out quite a bit. Like a quite a bit of banter here and it's good and, and it's not bad we put some information out yeah well we see that's the like... that's the whole thing with it um we like to present information but we also like to have it very free form as like a conversation where we you know go off track and then we come back and then we go off track a little more and then we come back to it <laughs> So, and then we forgot what we're talking about. Yeah, and and then we completely go off into something else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, Krampus. Okay, I thought we finished that two hours ago. Um, all right. So Croatia actually um, describes Krampus as a devil. Uh, with a that's where this cloth sack comes from, right? Um. And it's part of a tradition uh, of a tradition where a children receives a gift from Saint Nicholas. He's given a golden branch to represent his good deeds throughout the year. However, if the child is misbehaved, Krampus will take the gifts for himself and leave only a silver branch to represent the child's bad acts. Like I'm sorry, man. Someone wants to give me a silver branch. I'm hawking that shit. Yeah, I mean, what's? Uh-huh. Um... Oh no! I, would... I only I only got silver branch. I can only not. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I mean. You get a gold branch if you did good. You get a silver one if you did bad. But silver is uh, still valuable. So why not just get a regular branch? And yeah, you got no value in that. Hold on here. Unless you want to build like a Harry Potter wand or something. Uh, You know what? It depends. Like, you know, that's only $17.85 for an ounce of silver. So like unless the unless the the branch weighed like a kilo, uh, so that's like two point two pounds. Um, 
but dude you know, back so. then like 17 dollars was basically a whole lot of money yeah that's true that's true i don't know i mean even in the 50s people would make like five dollars a week i think it was so yeah we did talk a bit about that um yeah i kind of lost my track here but yeah i lost my train of thought too uh oh regional variations so like every region like they the crazy thing is, is they describe him so perfectly in so many like by say so perfectly like uh if i were to talk about abraham lincoln right um when i said you know he used to wear really tall hats and he had a beard you know that would be you know no one no one in the united states of america would argue that they'd be like oh yeah that's Abe." yeah um and what, what I'm, I'm getting at here is like when, when you talk about regional variations generally what happens with cryptids and and I'm, I'm talking about krampus as if he's a cryptid here um because he kind of is um by kind of i mean he totally it's um, like a magical cryptid yeah well I'll, there's no rule that the cryptid can't be magical that's true that's why bigfoot hasn't been found Look, always believe in yourself, buddy. Even if people don't, just like Bigfoot. Um, it's okay. Bigfoot believes in you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what happens in regional variants is like the stories change, right? But like Krampus, it's—I don't know, like they're. How much has been manifested or shared from region to region with Christianization and how much has been altered due to that? I'm uncertain. And that's that's the problem here with Krampus is that we don't really know. Like, for us to really know, we'd have to go, oh my God, we should do it. We, got we should it. go on a worldwide cryptid tour. Let's go on a Krampus hunt. Okay, uh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go, you know, we'll go to Krampusnacht and uh, we'll engage in the festivities, dress up in a furry costume with horns and start beating people with sticks, you know, like they do. Um, and then, you know, we'll do our own little Krampus find. Yeah, and stay away from the absent while we're doing it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't want to hallucinate. No, thanks. <laughs> not while hunting Krampus. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> we found him. <laughs> um, it's like, that's a tree. That's a moose. Moose? No. Um, anyway. So... <laughs> Uh, but no, getting back to what you were saying, um, I think what you're getting at is there's very little discrepancy in the description of Krampus right. from region to region. And it's kind of like it reminds me of the story where so many people around the world that got like abducted by aliens drew the same kind of gray. You know, the almond eyes and the oddly shaped head and all that. 
And so like that, that's kind of the same thing with the Krampus, unless there was heavy trade in throughout all those areas, which I doubt at that time, because it was very hard to get to people. And that it even was saying that about like Christianity, like Christians having problems getting to these certain valleys. Yeah. So I don't know. That's crazy. Like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, there's, there's too much similarities to not be a coincidence and the fact that coincidence don't exist right Leads credence to maybe he did or he does or that they do like and i'm not i'm not trying to say that you know the jolly red man doesn't exist or anything because i totally am obligated to say that There, you're, uh, you can neither confirm nor deny the existence of such a person. Exactly. And uh, for the next few years, that is going to be my standpoint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm like, this is going to be my tangent. And I really, like, you can cut it or not. But this, this time of year, um, you know, it kind of fades away. And things like Krampus kind of, like, spice it up as an adult it's something that gets you reading into it but like the true magic that true like that whole magic behind these figures being involved in this time of year is astounding especially watching it to from a child like have you ever been been around a child um no i haven't so um you know you know how like when you're a kid and you believe in Santa Claus, how great Christmas is. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember it well. Yeah. And then how you felt when you, you found out Santa didn't exist? Basically, I was crushed. My world just went to yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying he doesn't exist. I cannot confirm nor deny the fact that he does or does not. Yeah, but uh, you're, when your parents tell you that they're the ones who put the presents under the tree in place of Santa Claus. Yeah, it's a really hard pill to swallow. But I, I've learned as a parent that it is exceedingly beautiful. Like, I think your parents went through more pain having to tell that. Yeah. Receiving it, right? It's like, it's like, it's a horrible thing. Um, it's almost as bad as having your child stolen by grandpa's. Yeah, you can see like the innocence dying just a little bit in their eyes after you tell them that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like that, that's a big thing for sure. But um, it's the same thing as a child believing in the Easter bunny or the tooth fairy. And then, you know, finding, catching your mom or dad sneaking, uh, sneaking away with your teeth under your pillow one night. Okay. I have issues with the tooth fairy. I always thought it was really weird that there was a small fairy that broke in the house. (laughs) Um... Well, I, I think Hellboy did that right when they did, um, when they went the legend of the tooth fairy. Actually, it was these little fairies who uh, stole the teeth from children and then ate them. Yeah, okay, I can see that. <laughs> so it was more, it's more like a, uh, a sanitized version of a fairy tale. Well, and they're not really placing this cramp, uh, Krampus thing. Is like how how much sanitization has been done. Um, 
you know, like uh, Hansel and Gretel, or it was another sanitized one. All of them. Oh yeah, and actually, I have the the Grim oh, Fairy wait, Tales, wait, wait. the original book, yeah. where the fairy tales they don't have happy endings. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's the it's the way the Brothers Grimm had originally written them. So. And it would terrify a child if they read this book. Um, how much of Krampus has been sanitized? Sanitized, I like that. You've been sanitized. You've just been sanitized. <laughs> sanitized. <laughs> ho, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> We need to get a voiceover of Arnie be there. Santa Stick around. You've just been sanitized. You'll be back. <laughs> oh, I, I totally got to put in a sound clip of Arnold doing that, man. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, do you want me to? Switch rooms, like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, as I said, my wife is gonna come in, so I, I can't tell you the story about my people. Oh, that's fine, we'll save that for another day because she will kill me. Yeah, well, it's nighttime and it's creepy as fuck, so we'll save that for another time. I he asked me if I could tell our winter folklore story, like the things that go bump in the night, no, I didn't. <laughs> she put her hands up and walked out of the room. <laughs> She's like, I'm not dealing with you tonight. <laughs> You're cut off. You're in the doghouse now. <laughs> You're not even allowed in the doghouse. Get outside. The dog doesn't uh, want you in the doghouse. <laughs> I mentioned it and my dog like looks at me and be like, Don't do it. <laughs> Rory Raggy. <laughs> I promise to protect you with my life. But not from that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, like it, it, Krampus is a really interesting topic. I have like I, as we've been talking, I've been pulling up more and more information on him, and uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of creepy. Um, you know, like does Krampus kill people? What does Krampus do to his victims? Yeah, um, from all the things I've read here, it doesn't say anything about killing. No, but there, there is like, and I, I was reading something. I can't. I've been looking for it. Um, it was talking about how Krampus in Scandinavian cultures would come in and eat newborn children that were going to be wicked. Whoa. <laughs> I did right. not and, read that. And, That's pretty cool. So I was like, wow. Um, so here's something. In Catholicism, St. Nick is the patron saint of children. His saint uh, day falls in early December, which helps strengthen his association with the Yuletide season. Many Europeans not only welcomed the kindly man as a figure of generosity and benevolence to reward the good, but they also feared his menacing counterparts who punished the bad. Parts of Germany and Austria dread the beast Krampus, while other Germanic regions have Belsnickel and Kentrupich 
black bearded men who carry switches to beat children. <laughs> um, I will beat I can, you. Yeah. You'll be good or you will be. <laughs> um, France has hands trapped and the Perry Frutard. Uh, Frutier. Some of these helpers, such as Zawad Pierre in the Netherlands. Oh, Black Peter. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just had a page pulled up on that because I had heard about Black Peter a long time ago and I thought that was like the original variation of Krampus. Mm -hmm. But uh, Uh, no, it's something else. And they say he's black because he is a Moor from Spain. Hmm. Which is interesting. Huh. That he tied into these to these these views, especially with the fact like Norse mythology. That the Norse mythology goes back like centuries. Yeah. And to be the son of hell, that means he would be like a high profile being inside of their mythology. So it's not like someone he just got interjected. That would mean there's depic- depictions of him. Yeah, they say that his father, uh, his father was Loki, and his mother was the goddess Hell. So, that's a that's a gruesome twosome right there. Whoa. Um. Yeah. And, and the fact that people still. Oh man. Um, so in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic, even as far as the Czech Republic. Um, oh wow! So basically, yeah. he was—he uh, could have been in Russia, or before it was even Russia. In, in Russia, Kremlin does not beat the Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, he's a widespread phenomenon. Yeah. It's, um. And and for and the thing is, is like. I'm going to pull it back to the whole, like, the same depiction. It's the same phenomenon as Santa. And Santa didn't always look like the, the way he did. Um, so, like, um, 1900, oh, sorry, 1600, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I, I had to make sure I didn't say but Satan Claus, but... Satan claws. The claws of Satan are going to tear you to bits. Yeah, like the the modern depiction of Santa is new. Um, so the 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 guy, big fat guy in a red suit with uh, rosy cheeks and the white beard. That's all new. Yeah. Well, see, the problem is, is so much has been. It's been so changed. We, we had this stupid thing at work. It wasn't stupid, but uh, like he, they were. We, there was a trivia thing, and we were talking about Santa. Um, but he wasn't always in red. Like the, I have a picture up of him here in like a brown smock, or like a little skull cap going in, or uh, a blue big winter furry coat, or um, you know, like he, he kind of looked like a bush hermit. <laughs> now, I'm remembering back to probably 30 or so years ago, and I saw a depiction of Santa Claus. Um, 
He was still like the big fat guy with a long white beard, but he wore a crown of um, mistletoe and a green suit. Mm-hmm. And that was that was something very interesting I saw. And he was known as the spirit of Christmas. I wish I could remember where he, I saw that. Would you say he kind of reminded you, like, it was very druidic? Yes, it, it was very pagan. It was, uh, it was a, I guess, the, the Celtic depiction of Santa Claus, maybe? Or an accurate picture? Of Santa <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Like pre-Christianization? Yeah, I would uh, say so. It definitely looked very pagan. You know what, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about Krampus and everything here, but Pagan Santa Claus. Hmm. Now that is definitely... The origin. Dude, oh my god, I typed in, uh, like, I'm gonna try to take a picture of this for you. But like, holy crap. Like, um... Oh, well, I've got something right here. Oh, shit, there it is. The Santa with the horns? No, it's Santa with a hoodie, a brown and green hoodie type thing. Uh, he's got mistletoe and it um, uh, looks like Fraser fur crown. And he's um, he's holding mistletoe and other stuff. But it, yeah, that's kind of like the depiction that I saw many years ago. Go on, look at this. Look at this. All right, send it on over. Oh, shit. Yes, he is wearing the crown of horns to represent the horn god. Okay. That's that's very cool. That's crazy. He looks not to be fucked with. <laughs> Look at his face, man. You will behave. <laughs> if you, I will give you treats. If you are bad, I will beat the shit out of you. Because I am also crumbs. <laughs> this child is wicked, so I will eat it. Put it in the sack and bring <laughs> too much. Um, so, Santa Claus, is, I'm going to have to say, like, the origin of Santa Claus had um, early Christian influence. Although Santa Claus is primarily based on Satan. Oh, we are on the same page, dude. I'm I'm reading the exact same thing here. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna be like dick. I'm gonna be the dictator. Uh, not not a dictator, just the dictator of things. Um, you know, I'm gonna be like, look, I, I, uh, we've gone on rabbit hole. We need information, so I'm gonna read directly from the site. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Um. Sorry. Um, so, a fourth-century Christian bishop from Lycia, now in Turkey, the figure is also strongly influenced by early Norse religion. Saint Nicholas was known for giving gifts to the poor. In a notable story, he met a pious but impoverished man who had three daughters. He presented them with dowries to save them from a life of prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest, the oldest, uh, what's called the oldest career or some shit like that. Oldest profession in the world. Yeah, the oldest profession. There we go. So they've had archaeologists do modern forensics and fecal, 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 <laughs> fecal reconstruction. <laughs> they reconstruct your poop? 
Uh, apparently. Um, so they, they're trying to find out what St. Nicholas actually might have looked at. Um, so, yeah, they've actually done that. Um, then they're, they're the Norse part of this has to do with Odin. Um, the ruler of Asgard, a number of similarities exist between some of Odin's escapades and those of the figure who would become Santa Claus. Odin was often depicted as a leading and uh, leading a hunting, par hunting party through the skies during which he rode his eight-legged horse, Sleipnir, <laughs> in the 13th century poetic Eda. Sleipnir is described as being able to leap great distances, which some scholars have compared to the legends of Santa's reindeer. Odin was typically portrayed as an old man with a long white beard, much like St. Nicholas himself. I'm going to veer off topic for just one moment because I have the, uh, I have the, the both Eddas, the younger, the elder Edda and the, uh, the younger Edda, and I still have yet to read them, but holy shit i mean this makes a lot of sense if uh this coincides with the things that are in the po the poetic edda and the prose edda mm. i am uh, deeply deeply interested in norse mythology so that's the thing like this is this is a very interesting hole like rabbit hole we found ourselves in because it's like we're supposed to be talking about krampus but at the same time santa is becoming a more viable topic because yeah, you know, Krampus led us into like the origins of Santa Claus here. But it's not. It, but it, Krampus led us into down more North mythology in the end. Yeah. Really, like, are we talking about? Are we talking about the son of Loki? And Odin? Are we? Are we talking about? Is Krampus one of the gods? Right, and that that would make sense too. If uh, say if Krampus was um, Krampus when he's punishing people, but Niklaus when he is being good to the children, and so the two faces of him would be as the um, as the protective father, you know, the guy with the white beard, and then in that other picture that you had shown me, where he was looking all menacing and with the horns on his head, like he was the the uh, the angry Krampus. Yeah, it's, see, like that's so crazy, like to see the the shift and the change in that. It's like I know. I, I, I like I read about this like was, I've been reading World Krampus since you were like hey can we do this I'm like yeah cool I'm in um, so I've been reading on and off like I, I sat and read on the bus for like an hour and a half and uh, you know I uh, now I'm just sitting here and it was when we started talking where I started realizing like oh my god they could be the same person yeah the more I got into it that's what I started thinking I'm like why do these why do these two figures um even though they're on opposite sides of the spectrum when you get deep into it when you start going back in history instead of like what was happening in like the 1800s uh if you go pre-1800s it starts to look like they're one and the same they're not two separate entities or they are but they're the they're the balance yeah the light in the dark, the duality of things. 
and oh, that's just that beautiful water that's blowing my mind right now man um like i mean it's just crazy like i'm still um okay so santa came to the new world um when they came to new amsterdam like these dutch people they they that's when they they started this like here um and this was in 1809 washington Irwin joined the society and on saint nicholas day the same year he published the satirical fiction knickerbocker's history of new york with numerous rest of references to a jolly saint nicholas character this was not the saintly bishop rather an elfin dutch brewer with a clay pipe these delightful flights of imagination are the source of the new Amsterdam St. Nicholas legend that the first Dutch immigrant ship had a figurehead of St. Nicholas, that St. Nicholas Day was observed in the colony, that the first church was dedicated to him, and that St. Nicholas came down chimneys to bring gifts. Irving work was regarded as the first notable work of imagination in the new world. Okay, now that's starting and to make sense. Um... Fifteen years later, that the figure of Santa as we know it today was introduced. This <laughs> came in the form of a narrative poem by a nam- man named Clement C. Moore. Moore's poem, originally titled A Visit from St. Nicholas, is commonly known today as... Do you want to... Can you take no. a No! Oh, shit! Twas the night before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so he went yeah. as far as to elaborate on the name of Santa's reindeer and provided an Americanized secular description of the jolly old elf. Wow. All right, then. So that's where was, our vision of Santa Claus came from, then. It's from 210 years ago. But way before then, he could have... Um, yeah, way before then, he could have been like the the god of the hunt. Uh, he was Odin cruising around with yeah. Thor in the back seat, being like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I swear to God, Thor, if you don't turn, I swear, uh, you know, I swear, I swear to, to me. <laughs> well, actually, here's the crazy thing: is Odin prayed to people. Odin had gods that he prayed to. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. So, yeah, you could be like, I swear to the gods, if you don't quiet down here, I'm going to turn this sleigh back around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to sick Krampus on you. I'll sick your cousins on those poor little bastards. <laughs> um. Well, I'll get, I'll get Fenris up here and, you know, he'll take care of you. Okay. Hey, dog, back away. I love you. Back away. Back away. You can leave that in. She's just like, yeah, I'm like sitting up and excited. So she's like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were playing into the part because when I said I'll get Fenris up here and you were like, dog, back away. <laughs> and Fenris is the oh. wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Right. I didn't even think about that. Well played, dog. Well played. <laughs> well played. Um, yeah, the dog The dog wanted to be a part of it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, it's so crazy. But, you know, people, you, you hear like 219 and 10 years, people are like, well, that's a long time, but it's really not. It's really not. Like, 
Yeah, like how many generations could be uh, 200? Maybe five or six generations, maybe? Hold on. Well, my friend, let let me ask my associate here. Google. Google. How many generations happened in 200 years? Um, three or four generations span 100 years, but in rare instances, only two in others thought. So, three or four, so six to eight generations. Yeah, that's not very long at all. No. In 350 years, 12 generations. Yep, that's still, that's not even, that's not long. Yeah, so like, like what, 210 years, you know, it's like, but look how much that mythos has changed. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, like how much has been changed. Like we're sitting here and we're like, oh yeah, Krampus is like some e- e- evil Bulvarian devil. <laughs> and now we're like, oh my God, he's he's a Norse. Uh, uh, he may be one of the Norse gods. Yeah. Um, and look how yeah. much uh, look how much it didn't change before those two hundred and something years, um, before it came to the new world. Wow, you know what? America just ruins everything. <laughs> America, um, America, destroying Norse gods one step at a time. Um, sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> um, one god down, a thousand to go. America. Um. <laughs> Make America great again. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it, it it's kind of crazy. Like I, I'm really blown away over. Like I didn't I didn't start connecting these things until we really started ripping into it. And now now like I, I have to question everything we started talking about. Like, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what usually happens when you're uh, you're initially reading it and you're kind of trying to digest all the material that you're reading and then you start unpacking all this stuff and you're like, well, hey, let me let me look further into this. And you start opening up uh, cans of worms that you never thought you'd open and you just end up in a totally different place. And it's really awesome. Like, it's really nice to be sitting here being like, wow. Like, you know, it's one thing for me, like studying my, my people's cryptids, like the Anishinaabe. Because like it's like there's there there's new information, but there's not, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, where this it's like huge can of worms, like Santa Claus. Wow, Santa Santa is open. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Basically, I mean, you could they would look the same, uh, except the uh, Odin has a it's a missing eye and wears an eye patch sometimes. Sometimes. So yeah, see, that's... I'm, I'm I'm pulling up a picture of Odin. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, you know what I? Because there's this guy right here. Like, oh, I can't share it with you. I'm on my. Like there, I found a. Like, if you didn't know that this was Odin, I'm going to take a picture here and send it to you. All the all the you know the listeners are going to be like, oh, they shared pictures, you know. <laughs> <laughs> naked uh, pictures of gods <laughs> naked god <laughs> you're looking at god porn <laughs> porn hub for the divine that's it that's how I'm making my millions 
Oh, jeez. So check this one out. Oh, shit. He looks like a hermit right. there. But he looks like Santa. Yeah, just he needs that, uh, that ivy on his head or whatever it was. But even still, there's photos of Santa like that. Wait well. a minute. That could be Bobby Anthem. No, wait, no, never mind. His right eye is... No, way. his left eye is missing. That's right. One day, that man is going to have to tell me the story of his eye. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, you haven't heard it. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to tell you the tale. All right. Old man saying... Uh, old school, not old man. Old Saint Nick. Old school Saint coming to you from a Scandinavian country. <laughs> See, uh, this year, it's personal. <laughs> well, you know what, like, that's the thing, like, what if, what if uh, like, so if Krampus is the son of Loki, he is the son of the god of trickery. Right. So all of this shit all of it's like it's just him enacting the will of his father as well you know Odin's running around trying to do good you know la da 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 earn some favor because you know it, there's that whole belief structure there where the last part, like, you're not prayed to or you're for, the gods are forgotten they die yeah uh, so you know he's out currying that favor and there's Krampus running behind, like tormenting people, being like, and you know, at the end of the day, they're gonna be like, dang you, Loki. <laughs> yeah. But think about this, though. I mean, uh, the if we're going by the legend, the mother of Krampus is hell, so she was the punisher. Or hold yeah. on, I'm gonna have to look it up, but. Yeah, her realm was basically the realm of torture for the people who did bad shit, or one of the legends says. So, Krampus could be enacting his mother's will, but also... Well, even, even with, if you look at... Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Oh, no, I just was going to say, with his father being Loki, that means he could switch between forms and become like Santa Claus or he could like trick people, you know. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like the where I was going with that is a very strange place. Sorry, I got really excited there because I was looking at pictures of uh, of hell here. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing. Okay, yeah. And there's there's photos like there's depictions of her having like horns out of her head almost and branches like part. You know, like I'm seeing and, the same thing you're looking at. And uh, she is she's part snake or there's a wolf with a snake's tail here. Oh, those are the children of Loki. Okay, never mind. Okay. Um, in North mythology, how is sorry? Wow, she's a beast. Um, <laughs> hell is the daughter of Loki. No shit. Wait. That's weird because, uh. Oh, wow. That's. Uh, I'm confused now. Okay. Um. I got this. Oh, Krampus, Hell, and Nephilim. 
Nephilim. Uh-oh, here we go. Another rabbit hole. Um, although everyone knows Frederick Beaumont as a powerful magician who stole Excalibur and tried to wake up the dreamer of Solomon Island, his role as Loki, the Norse god of discord, remains more mysterious. What? Oh, this is off a game. Oh, okay. My I was going to say, lore. that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, this is... Okay, so here's Loki's children. Loki had three children with Agnobra, the Jotun, but prophecies warned that the Norse gods against their, these children and each experience a terrible fate. The snake, wow, Loki was messed up. Um, <laughs> so okay. Loki had sex with a, with a snake. Krampus, the son of the goddess Hell. Okay. Um, but who, who's his dad? Yeah, who's his father? Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> um, so this this is crazy, like, man. Like, this is not where I thought this episode was going at all. Like, um, it went from an episode to like, holy crap, we 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 we've reached a rabbit hole that of what if, and now we're going down that rabbit hole, looking at it, being like, oh my god, our what if is for real. Um, who is Krampus's dad? Yeah, it's okay. It says that Hell is the youngest daughter of Loki, but it doesn't say anything about his father. And uh, Krampus is a counterpart to the other Christmas devils, such as Franz's Hans Trapp and the Netherlands Zwarte Piet, Black Peter. But nothing about the father. The untold truth of Krampus. He has Norse roots. We, okay, really, we, we know, we know. Um, he's a Krampus is a one of isn't just a one of a kind demon, but Atlas Obscura says there's actually a whole race of them. They're called Perchton, and are they developed out of the Alpine pagan folklore that said long winter months needed to be scared away. Men dressed in animal masks and would wander the village to do just that and over time these super scary creatures they were pretending to be developed into the furry horned beast we recognize today as Krampus um okay cool um traditional Krampus snaps were hardcore um sorry. yeah that's when people started doing crazy shit right oh oh my god he was originally jolly old Saint Nick's slave. Oh, that's hardcore. Doing some digging into old Krampus folklore, and you might want to give the poor guy a break. He's usually carrying chains, but not as a threat. He's carrying them because he's a slave, and Saint Nicholas is his master. That's according to Al Reidner, author of the author of a book about Krampus. He says the popular belief about Krampus that he's punishing kids because that's what Krampus does is largely wrong. He's only doing what he does because St. Nicholas can't be bothered to get his hands dirty. <laughs> and those chains are a reminder that he's completely subservient to the will of the more Christian entity. He is a reminder that you can't have good without evil. And maybe it's not his fault. He likes his job. Dun, dun, dun. 
he was the original elf on the shelf. Ooh. He has a female counterpart. Wow. Okay. There's a female version of Krampus, and she's called Frey Precha Brita Brecken, and even Hulda. All right. Um, I could read this. I'm sorry that we're reading to you, viewers. Um, Google's a nasty tool. Um, so, depending on the region, she never entirely made the leap into Christianity like Krampus did, and that's probably because she did both sides of the coin of good and evil. Author L. Reidner writes that she was both a monster and a goddess figure, both hideous and beautiful, both Krampus and Saint Nick. Even though she hasn't achieved the same level of popularity as Krampus, but her terrifying traditions appeared during the 12 days of Christmas, were recorded by folklorist Jacob Grimm. I'm assuming that's one of the brothers Grimm. He says she was known for giving silver coins to good boys and girls, while the bad ones would be sliced open, disemboweled, and restuffed with straws in the rock. Ooh. Yes. She makes the occasional appearance at Krampus Nut celebrations even today, and she's just as terrifying now as she was then. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> I found another photo of him sitting. He's like holding a baby in this ivy hat with a really sinister look, riding a goat. Um, oh, so that's like the original photo that I was talking about. Yeah. So long before the Germans, the Norse had their own story of a terrifying gift giver who would show up during the winter festival. According to the Norwegian America. On the night of the winter solstice, the god Odin would fly around on an eight-legged horse. We've talked about this. If he got bored with the whole running down innocent pedestrian things, Odin might also turn into smoke and come down your chib chimney. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> it goes on to talk about how it's, um, it, it's a wonder that um, Norse children didn't die of heart attacks when they began to understand that a psychopathic god was going into, going to turn into smoke and come down their chimney. Yeah, um, shit, you'd be scared to go to sleep. Yeah. Early stories and poems. Here we go. Oh, no, 1809. Uh, the night before Christmas. Stalin banned Santa Claus in Russia. Um, Santa Claus didn't have a wife until, until 1849. Um, sorry, this is like switching off. Um, <laughs> this is like, this is rabbit hole, this article rabbit hole by itself. It rabbit hole by rabbit hole of rabbit holes. We're getting tangled um, in the weeds. Yeah. So that's really creepy. It's like, so Krampus is the son of hell who is the daughter of Loki. That is just weird. I would like to know who the father is. On this next episode of Mari Popovich. Yeah, right? You are not the father. You just see Thor standing there cheering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all I'm picturing is uh, Fat Thor from the, uh, the Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, um... 
So really, like this, this is just is is Krampus a Nephilim, or is he something entirely different? Um, in Viking mythology, the underworld is divided into three worlds: Valhalla and the Folkvangnir, where Odin and Freya live, and Nephilim for those who meet with other deaths. Hell is the sovereign of Nephilim, the world of the mist. It is described as a cold and inhospitable world beneath one of the roots of Yagrasil. Yagrasil. Yeah, sorry. It would be one of the primordial universes where life was born when Nephilim, the world of ice, touches the Musphilim, the world of fire. The most observant bees that have probably noticed that Nephilim landscape is strangely similar to the hell to the hell's one, but without the heat. Hmm. I don't know what this is off of that my secret lore WordPress thing. It had just a little. It has a little blurb about. Uh, oh, okay. About a, Oh, Krampus, here we go. Is a mythical creature of Christmas. But he's not. I'm saying that it should be noted that the relationship between Krampus and Hell is solely a creation of Funcom and that it is real in reality nothing connects these two myths apart from their European origin. Except we're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about other things. I don't know. I don't know how much to take this WordPress website because, you know, like you, we're finding more and more Norse ties to it uh, from too many places than to just be from some video game. Right? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a good source. No, it did have some interesting uh, little things about that, but. You know the whole oh it's only from it's like well thanks for taking credit for it <laughs> i can see why your company failed um, who is krampus's dad that is the question um you know what we should we, maybe we should do an episode on who krampus's daddy is yeah so we're gonna have to stop this part because we have gone over what we learned is we know nothing about Krampus. <laughs> We've only scratched the surface of the surface. Yeah. I'm going to have to read a copy of the Eda. Yeah, man. Shit. I'm going to have to read my copy. Yep. You know, maybe next year we'll sit down and be more prepared. Krampus part two. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> yeah, who's your daddy? <laughs> All right, so yes, Krampus is the 2015 comedy, drama, and fantasy movie. I had no idea it was that old already. Yeah, it actually came out uh, like four years ago. Shit, man, time just flies. You know what, have you, you've watched it, you said it. Oh, yes. I, I, I personally really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good movie. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It's uh, my go-to Christmas movie now. I mean, yeah, I could see that. Um, I think it would be my late night Christmas movie that uh, 
that we used, but uh, that we'd watch there. But yeah, well, it's kind of like you have. Well, for me, I know I have a tradition of like watching a certain scary movie on Halloween, and then on Christmas, my go-to was Die Hard and Die Hard Two. Of course. Uh, you, you mean you didn't watch those this year? No, I didn't. I didn't even watch Krampus this year. I was way too busy. Dude, so you haven't had Christmas yet? Yeah, I got. I gotta have. I gotta have my Christmas before uh, December is over. Absolutely. So after this, go and watch Die Hard and Krampus or Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> or Die Hard or Die Hard and Krampus and Die Hard again <laughs> from Russia. Would love. Um, anyways, um, Krampus, yeah, it was a good, well done horror Christmas movie. And like the, the whole thought behind that, like a horror Christmas movie, um, it's kind of like polar opposites there. Yeah. And, and I was amazed I think, at how good it actually was. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's interesting. It's really interesting. I'm net, net with everything we've learned about them. Now thinking about like when they were dragged in and you saw them inside that other world. Oh, in like, the snow globe. Well, the snow globe, everything was misty on the other side. And that talks about hell. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. I was just thinking like... Oh, here's the snow globe. It's all shook up. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, I, I didn't think about that either until just now when we were talking. I was like, oh my god, they tied that in there. Yeah, and you know the scenes like whenever, um, like when Krampus first arrived, everything yeah. went dark and it was like really foggy, but the snow was also falling down and it looked very misty. There, there was basically no light to be seen zero visibility right um and it looked uh, it looked a lot different from the rest of the outside world right so they did a really good job on creating the atmosphere in that movie yeah and i think they tied in as much as they could like with the lore um that was that's out there um but i, I really enjoyed it i think it's gonna age well as well i think it's it's one of those like movies where you're kind of sitting there being like, wow, like, well yeah. done, well done. I, I do believe it will be one of the classics because, I mean, it's got it's got a lot of cheesiness to it, which I love. But also some of that really funny stuff, like when the gingerbread cookies are trying to um, kill that guy in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> they're like. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is so unrealistic, but it's fucking hilarious. I love it. Christmas comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas horror comedy. Or what about that Jack in the Box that like eats one of the kids? That was cool. That was. <laughs> those things are scary to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, think about. Do you remember ever triggering one of those things? Like. Yeah, I didn't like those things. I thought they were going to come strangle me in my sleep. Well, you like that's the thing though, is that, like you didn't know, right? Like you'd sit there like dun 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 snap. The element of surprise. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but this one took that and cranked it all the way up to 11, man. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they're, they're playing into those, like, those cultural fears that, like, our generation have is, like, jack-in-the-boxes. Yeah. They don't, like, my kid doesn't have one. I ain't getting them one either. Uh, <laughs> someone brings one, I'm throwing it outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I can totally see, like, a demonically possessed jack-in-the-box. That's something to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know, like, they, they did it, it was dark, it, what made it so good is it was dark and gritty. Like, it was a gritty, like, even though they had, uh, they had comedy in it, like, um, it, it kind of had, like, reminiscence of, oh, what was it, he had a chainsaw in his arm. Army of the Dead. Oh, Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness, yeah. Like, you know, like, it had that morbidly dark comedic humor. Yeah. Um, it kind I, I kind of feel like this Krampus, the Krampus movie had that as well. Like it, it was dark and gritty, but it, and it, but it still had like this, this satirical, like it wasn't like you're falling off your chair laughing. Right. Boy, it was know. just um, moments, those moments of comedy to kind of break up the tense atmosphere, and the foreboding <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I found that uh, a lot of, a lot of horror movies do try to have that like they try to make jokes in it but it's kind of like eh. like it, it's so out of place yeah where in Krampus it it, it worked it was good uh, because it was almost like a portrait of the American family during the holidays where you have like the in-laws that you don't really get along with or the uncle that is really fucking weird and nobody, you know, you just tolerate the uncle. You don't really like them to be there. And so the family dynamic, it was just um, it was kind of the perfect fit for that because uh, like, you know, family you love each other but you don't always get along and sometimes you just want to scream at them yeah the, i think the movie did really good and that's right like that's all i really have to say about it they did a phenomenal job and i think it's gonna age well and um you know like it what more is there to say it was a christmas holiday comedy movie that actually was good yeah i mean I'm right there with you. It's one, of, like I said, it's one of my um, new Christmas movies since 2015, 2016. Yeah, yeah. Something that I will put on years after and probably make it a holiday, my own holiday tradition. Perfect. And you know, if and when you you have kids. Uh... Or I can't remember if you do or not. No, I don't. I'll probably show it to my cats. All right, cool. Make that feel <laughs> promise. Um, your cats are just at Christmas time. We're like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm leaving. They're running out of the room. They're like, I don't want to fuck with a goat. Oh, man. But uh, you know what? It, good movie all around. I, I definitely believe it deserves the credit it's getting. Um, oh yeah. Even, let me check here. Um, I know, like everyone, everyone has their own opinions on movies, and a lot of times, like uh, Krampus, a lot of people like say crap about movies that are, you know, it's just uh, it's a joke, my opinion, right? 
Krampus rating. What are you looking at? The Rotten Tomatoes score? 6.1 6. out of 10. Okay, I'm on the IMDb page. Yeah, it got a six out of six point one out of ten on IMD, IMDb. Oh, that's not right. It should have gotten better than that, I'd say. That's my opinion, though. But again, it's like how many like, even when you look at like the movie posters, like it's like, I saw one. It was Santa fighting. Oh, the Santa versus Krampus one. Yeah, I wanted to see that film just to because I like those goofy those really goofy movies oh my god dude um what was the weapon that Odin used uh I don't recall him having a weapon didn't if he had one was it a sword it's a he had Gungir um is the name of the <clears throat> mighty spear that belongs to the god Odin. Oh, spear. Okay. Okay. Ready? Wait for this. Wait for it. It's these little things that just... That just, just oh! I know we said we were done. <laughs> but my friend, we're not. Part because two. We, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... We're going to have to oh, save it for next year. Okay, let's look. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's a staff and it's a spear. With uh, a bunch of pikes at the end of it. Yeah. A Christmas horror story. Odin versus... I mean, Santa versus Krampus. Now, all right. In this, in this photo that I'm looking at right now, doesn't Krampus look like that creature from Pan's Labyrinth? You know what? They probably just borrowed the puppet. Maybe. You saw that movie, though, right? Yeah, it really does look like the goat that's sitting at the table. Yeah. In a very hell-esque type of area. Maybe that was Krampus the whole time. Krampus is the god Pan. <laughs> Mind blown right there. Um, holy crap. Okay. That's a rabbit hole for another day. Yeah, that's um, definitely. But even these, you know, like, wow, it's like even these little tidbits, like uh, you look at pictures and depictions and you're just sitting there going like, holy crap. Um, yeah. All right. When I write this, my focus in life is to be the nicest Mighty Iron Pirate attack for the throat like bronchitis I get people praising the Lord and facing floors When I form mics like blazing swords, you raising yours for battle Challenge and I agree, you gotta be lacing your weeds Slowing your mental speed and trying to have me believe that my gun went stale You're more elusive than that blue back whale what the hell? Very well, approach the humor roll till you fail I put a foot up in your Rudy poo candy tail What I'ma do is I'll attack it slow so you won't have to know I have you So you gradually go from blazing to sniffing like it was 
intangible Make you disappear like it was magical Penalize your ass for being vaginal It's classical, it's sin I Owe us and no other Old brother, say that drama for your mother If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die They would probably blame Bobby I'ma tell you why Cause chances are I probably did it Cause chances are I probably did it If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die They would probably blame Bobby I'ma tell you why Cause chances are I probably did it I'm too gifted and wicked to do it and not admit it They call me Session Master Blessing the mic when you pass the Mic piece of the Southeast Sea Still in stage crashing, causing the tragedy For those who approach Who thought I was only rumored to be half man, half roach Third transformation of banner after the hope Making you people sick to your stomach Watching you choke from Kafka dreams I know how it seems Me and my team's taking you probably When nobody can hear you scream But you can scream to your little bitty Heart's content while I listen And patiently wait and the start some shit The Harvard clicking city Killers inspired to shit And ain't nobody fucking with Bobby Cause pirates is shit And this is true What I'ma do is bring it through Representing for my crew The brotherhood of evil mew Tans take a chance to dance with this crew And I'll be quick to advance my plans to stick you If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die They would probably blame Bobby Let me tell you why Cause chances are I probably did it Cause chances are I probably did If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die They would probably blame Bobby Let me tell you why Cause chances are I probably did it I'm too gifted and wicked to do it and not admit This is not a drill Original seal has come to kill I get ill Reactions like a radiation spill If I feel the need to make a motherfucker bleed I will proceed to send a string of bullets With the speed to your chest And if you got a vest on, I'll rip it Bitch, it never hurts to be perfectly murderific Gifted in my field, I got the skill to make a kill Look easier than for real Push my steel up in your grill I'll be that ill black cat That'll cross your path Leave your ass lay your naked in an acid bath Then I laugh the Mike was fucking with me, so I took it and choked the motherfucker just for looking at me crooked. Massacred the mic and fucked it up with my delivery. Pulled a plug to take the microphone out of his misery. It'll be murder to whoever talking shit to me. Y'all motherfuckers gonna remember me. If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die, they would probably blame Bobby. I'ma tell you why. Cause chances are I probably did it. Cause chances are I probably did If every rapper on the planet was to suddenly die, they would probably blame Bobby. I'ma tell you why. Cause chances are I probably did it I'm too gifted and wicked to do it and not admit it